webcam is out now. I'm ready. Cool. So starting us off, thank you so much for being here with me today, Logan and Allie. I'm very stoked to be working with y'all. I have been listening to your podcast as inspiration for figuring out what I want to do with this ship that I'm on that is going in an unknown direction. And it has been <laughs> very great. Yeah, y'all have been like definitely the biggest one that I've been looking up to so far. Um, so yeah, thank you for joining me today. Wow, that's an honor. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having us. We were just talking before we like started recording about how funny our locations are, that we like sort of have this Venn diagram of all being in the same place, kind of. <laughs> yeah, that's literally <laughs> insane. So yeah, I am from North Carolina, which is where Allie is, and currently yep. live in San Francisco, which is where Logan is. <laughs> and not all- just like North Carolina, like literally 20 minutes away <laughs> from where I am, <laughs> and now you're like 20 minutes away from Logan. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Not even. I'll, I'll cheers to that though. Let's get this party started. <laughs> right. I know. I, Logan, I've probably like seen you on the street. Like I've probably just been like walking by, not knowing who you are. Just like dude, I used so. to take I used to take Patty to to DeBose Park twice a day. So entirely possible. Yeah, I actually go to DeBose Park and walk around the dog park without a dog, which feels a little bit like walking around a playground without a child, but sometimes it's just like a kind of long stress. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're allowed to be enthusiastic about other people's dogs. You are not allowed to be enthusiastic about people's children. That are okay, right. that's, 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 that's a fair, that's a good, a good um, <laughs> breakdown. Yeah, so basically today, I think we're just going to kind of chat about the cast of 37, which has been <laughs> all over the place, as y'all have maybe seen. There's Quite also the like saga on that, social media these days. The saga. <laughs> And I've, I think there's rumors too that they're currently shut down production for like a COVID scare question mark. Yeah, I mean, how uh, how spoilery do we want to get on this on this pod? Because there has been like one elimination mm-hmm. leaked so far, but I, I guess you know it's not that big of a deal. But it's allegedly, one week of the show happened, and I believe it wasn't somebody on the cast. I believe it was somebody in production that tested positive. So oh, they. Uh, yeah, they just kind of shut everything down, which I think people online were like, yeah, you could see that they're getting like a little too lax. They they had double agents kind of go off without a hitch, which granted that was in uh, Iceland, which I think Ashley told us, Allie, what, there was like four positive cases in the entire country when they yes. were filming. Yeah. So going to a new country, this one in filming in Croatia, I believe. I don't know how things are going there, but I imagine, you know, not as well as. Iceland, which had 0.00%, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my guess is that we don't, we definitely don't want to say who the elimination was, uh, but I would be surprised if they didn't just hit the reset button and sort of like, especially only being one weekend, just like kind of start over, figure out which cast is going to work. Cause that's been all over the place and then kind of start the season over. Um, and not try and like splice together something that happened three weeks ago when they finally get to pick it back up, you know? True. That's a good call. Yeah. That'd also just be hilarious. Like if you got eliminated and they were like, okay, actually just kidding. We're right. going to run it back. <laughs> yeah. But that makes it's understandable in, in COVID times though, to For sure. TV production is already like such a sensitive, like tough thing to pull off that with this added layer, you know, things have gone well for, for the last six months, 10 months, however long TV production has kind of been back, but I don't know. It's, I feel like a lot of people are acting like 
we're completely out of this when we're like, we're close, we're getting there. Right. <laughs> but let's not act like we are, everything is in the past. You know, we're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there slowly but surely. <laughs> yeah. So, I, yeah, I guess we can probably then just talk about, yeah, avoid, I, I agree with you, Ali. I think maybe avoiding the name because um, there's also a pretty good chance, yeah, that they're just going to gonna run it back. But yeah, I guess we can start with the vets because we know them more. (laughs) (laughs) And by more, we mean we don't know these people at all. Whatsoever. Literally. Literally. Yeah. It was so easy in the real world, Are You the One Days? You know, it's just, there were like eight people to choose from and you knew that like five of them were going to get cast. (laughs) Although what's funny about like having their picture and having no other information about them is that I'm sort of going through and comparing them to people. I'm like, oh, this girl reminds me of Georgia. Oh, this guy looks like the budget (laughs) Rogan, you know? Um, So maybe like, yeah. So it's just kind of funny who we like assign these people to in our, in our brains, but yeah, we know nothing about them. It's uh, a little bit of a, I guess like a reset on where the challenge is going. So it'll be really interesting to see, especially with all-stars in the mix. Like, how does this mm-hmm. add to where the show is going? Because we're taking this, like, deep dive into where the show has been. But it doesn't seem like these things are really aligning. Like, we're bringing back all-stars, but we're bringing on all these new people. And I don't know. I feel like the challenge needs to go to therapy because it seems like... <laughs> Confused? It seems like it needs Seriously. some direction. <laughs> So I will put this caveat out there about Gamer, who I absolutely adore. I think that that he does an amazing job and is kind of like king of, of the spoilers, you know. <laughs> I will just say this. He has a 99% hit rate. It's not 100%. We, we have yeah. seen it proven in the past where I believe they were 100% that Landon was coming back for Final Reckoning, Ali, War of the Worlds, one of those. And then there uh, was Tory Hall. We all thought true. Oh, there was the Tory yeah. Hall. That uh, one uh, felt really real. Like I don't know how it got to that level, but yes, that was. And then yeah. The, the reason I bring it up now is because even on this spec, th- this speculated cast has been all over the place. There's been people that have that have come and go. But one that I wanted to point out was uh, my boy Wendell. Oh my God, I was so hyped oh, when I saw that Wendell was too. on the, the speculated cast, and then. He came out because he was his Twitter and social media was getting fucking blown up. So he had to come out with an Instagram post, I think, saying like, guys, I was off filming a show, but it was something like architecture related or, you know, how he like builds furniture. It was like something for that. So he's like, yes, I was off social media. Yes, I was off filming something. Yes, I was traveling, but it wasn't the challenge. That's so so funny. (laughs) You got to understand like the whole process for drawing these spoilers it's like i do believe that they potentially do have somebody in the production camp that is leaking info but also you know there's the social media checks there's i think at one point and i'm not kidding somebody was hanging out at lax a few years ago watching people go into the airport as they left for the challenge i am not kidding this is a real thing that happened (laughs) this is like real life gossip girl (laughs) (laughs) totally so uh the, the spoiler team does an amazing job, tip of the cap, but let's just remember that 99% hit rates, not 100. Yeah, I think that's a really good thing to contextualize this, especially because there's 95 names listed. So the odds of right, right, totally. <laughs> in the past. <laughs> All right, so where do we want to start here? With uh, with our seasoned vets? Yeah. 
So it looks like first up is Amanda, who is notably the only person, the only veteran who's not returning from Double Agents, which is insane. We just basically, they plucked 50% of the cast of Double Agents. And then wow. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, very random connection. Diana and I have recently gone back. I think we were just scrolling through Netflix and we landed on Are You The One? I was like, oh, actually, the concept for the show doesn't look as bad as I always thought it was. But I was like, okay, I'm not starting with season one. I'm not starting with people I don't know. I'm jumping right into season three. The, like, Hall of Fame, are you the Literally. one season that, that has, like, <laughs> seven people go on the challenge? And I adore Amanda. I think she is, like, the greatest thing to happen in the challenge. She is such a disaster on that are you the one season. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. I, I saw recently, this is, like, totally unrelated, but you were talking about Logan just, like, finding something on Netflix on y'all's Netflix. Is there a button that says like play something random? Yes. This is the most chaotic shit I've ever seen in my life. Like there, every single thing is on Netflix. It's even like (laughs) horrible movies and TV shows you haven't watched in like 19 years. And there's literally, so Logan, like when you go to like the users page, and you go to like click on your profile um, in your Netflix, it, there's a button under it that has like a randomizer icon and it literally just says play something. And I have not been brave enough to use it. This is so unrelated, <laughs> but like it just seems so chaotic to me. If that. you have seen this, please tell me about it because, and if you have tried it, was it something you actually wanted to? I'm assuming they take your like the things you have watched into account. Yeah. But, yeah. anyways, sorry. I just, I saw that yesterday and I was like, I need to tell somebody about this because I feel <laughs> this is an unsafe environment now. <laughs> no, I literally had the exact same reaction. Yeah, wouldn't it be random if it just like actually gave you an episode of the challenge now that a few seasons of the challenge are on Netflix? Okay, but now I'm realizing this isn't as disconnected as I thought because I feel like the randomizer button is as chaotic as Amanda Garcia coming back to the challenge. <laughs> like, she sent Twitter into a freaking hellfire. Everyone was so pumped. Well, mixed feelings, but I think most people are very excited to see her come back. Um, and I think it's going to be exactly as chaotic as we want it to be. She's gone through some stuff in her personal life. She doesn't have to deal with Zach and Jenna's bullshit on the show anymore. And I am so excited for the human randomizer button, Amanda Garcia, to come back. (laughs) I don't think there's ever been anyone on the history of the show more polarizing than Amanda. You you can put your, like, bananas up there, but I think bananas like embraces the villain mm-hmm. like public role more than amanda does amanda's just like i'm right and i'm on the right side of history all the time like i'm not gonna <laughs> play it up for the cam- i mean i guess she does kind of play it up for the camera but you know what i mean she doesn't like embrace the actual narrative characteristic role of being a villain so with bananas you like hate him but you love to hate him and then he does have actual fans i have never yeah, but seen- you know that term love to hate we don't women don't get that People don't use that term That's, about that women is very fair. because is we very don't fair. make y'all feel that way. Like yeah. that it's, it's not an option for Amanda to show any little like chink in the armor on, on being a villain because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she won't get the benefit of the doubt that the like Johnny bananas and like even the Rogans and the Wes's and the like quote villain men have gotten because no one's like 
well, you love to hate her. No, you either yeah. love her or you hate her. That's because, a really good point. Yeah. yeah. No one else, I believe, ha- has had a, a petition put online with thousands of signatures to get her fired from her job. Like, yeah, that was insane. <laughs> people go ballistic for Amanda. And you I love losers. Her. I am so, so psyched that she's back on the show. Yeah. Yeah, I also just, I absolutely love Amanda. It's funny because I feel like I had a little bit of a reverse journey because I saw Are You the One first because I'm just like total garbage and I love watching Are You the One, <laughs> especially, especially the clear It far exceeded yeah. my expectations. I loved it. It was great. Right? But yeah, I saw her on Other One and I saw she was cast for the challenge and I was like, oh, hell no. But oh my God, I love her so much. And it's going to be interesting this season because I feel like, yeah, kind of like you were saying, Ali, some of her like common adversaries like Zach and Jenna and even like Bananas and Kara aren't going to be on this season. And she actually has like kind of a lot of friends with like the Young Bucks and Ashley. And mm-hmm. even like I saw like Nani's been vibing with her and like Josh and Devin. So it'll be interesting to see like if she'll be as, you know, chaotic as she normally is with a lot more friends. And Al- granted, there's like 900 rookies. So I mean, she has a new fresh batch of people to spar with if there are like a big personalities. But in like regards to the vets, it's a pretty, in- I feel like this is one of the first times that she has come back and has had like a lot of people that are going to be in her corner. Basically since like Final Reckoning with like- I feel like we can count lady. on her for two things. One, to tell Fassie to his face that he ain't shit. <laughs> oh, I was <laughs> And dying. two, I to, to, to find a deep soul connection with the- dramatic side of josh martinez like they have already worked (laughs) together they are friends they were partners like bring it to church girl bring that man's drama straight into the gospel like she will make his dramatic ass likable again yeah that's so true which he desperately needs right yeah he needs the endorsement (laughs) bad all right sounds like we've got the the triple cosign on on amanda yeah for sure next up we've got our girl, uh, perpetually on TV, nonstop for the last <laughs> 16 years. Anissa and we are Ferreira. all, yeah, and we are all better for it. Couldn't be more better for it. She is. I her. cannot wait to see how Anissa goes into this game after demanding respect towards the end of 36 in like yeah. that that she gave, and then going on All Stars and being like, oh hell yeah, this is how like grown ass people act on this. Like I hope that we see the shift in Anissa and like what she is willing to tolerate from these people. Yeah, Alex, what have yeah. you made of, of her on uh, All-Stars this season? I've loved watching her on All-Stars. It felt like, yeah, it definitely feels like the cast respects her a lot more. I do think it's kind of funny that she has this like random beef with Ruthie, which like I've seen some of the old seasons and I like, I recognize its origin. Um, and it's like, you know, classic Anissa always keeping us entertained, which is, that's one of the things I love about Anissa is like, she will compete and she will also like make you laugh and, you know, keep things interesting. Um, so I've definitely, like when Alton called her out on All-Stars, I would have been livid. I would have been like, hell no. Nah. But then there was like a really sweet, like, I trust you. I respect you as a competitor. Like, and I needed you to stay in the game. And I definitely, I mean... That's such a 180 coming from Double Agents where, I mean, people were literally running for the hills to be her partner, which, like, from an endurance perspective, Anissa's probably not going to be, like, the strongest one in the final. But, I mean, you look at all these puzzles and you look at all these eating challenges. I mean, Anissa wouldn't have gone and sat on some damn rock while her partner ate. Let's just say that. So I feel like she, it's so nice to see her really thriving in an environment of people who, like, understand her a little bit more. 
and I, I feel like I just want to see her in a final now. Like oh, I, I'm mm. ready for it. Like I, I just want to see so her make it deep, it. make it to the end, regardless of partner situation. I just want her to to get through it and be able to shut everyone up and like have the evidence right there to to shove in their face. So yes, I'm I'm always down for an Anissa season, man. She's <laughs> she's so fucking good on TV. When was her last final? Oh, a while ago. One Jewel of the gauntlets. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, wow. Definitely, definitely been a hot minute. Yeah. Looks like she was on the final of Duel Two and Gauntlet Two. Wow. It's just like crazy, and of course, like I, I definitely believe there's some degree that of like the architecture of the challenge. It's very produced, right? It's like a television show. Um, but I mean, come on, giving her the fire escape elimination against Big T on Double Agents, I was like, are y'all kidding me? Of every single <laughs> elimination, like you picked the one where she'd be hanging upside down like a sack of potatoes, and then having to shimmy down this pole. Like, Anissa's grown. She's been doing the show for 16 years. Like, can you not give her, like, one of the one of the better ones? Yeah. I think it's becoming more and more obvious that once production knows who is going into elimination, they definitely tailor right? the elimination for us one, one or both competitors. Yeah, like, it's becoming good. less and less plausible deniability, and now it's just like, okay, you guys gave Fessy a fifth hall brawl on this season. Like, <laughs> Literally. come on guys, let's, let's try to play it up a little more. All right. With that's, with that said, uh, Ashley Mitchell next. Oh, millionaire Mitchell. I just personally adore Ashley. Um, I was stoked when she won invasion. Um, Hunter treated her like shit on final reckoning. And I know that like $500,000, I mean, that's obviously life changing money, but I mean, just the way he spoke to her and the way he spoke about her family was like, so not chill. And so when, I mean, when she took the money, I was like, woo, in the background of my, you know, sitting in my bedroom watching this final. <laughs> um, and I just think she always brings such entertainment. I do feel like the last couple seasons, she's either been like out right away or made it really deep. So it'll be interesting to see kind of where she lands. Like she was out first of War of the Worlds, then made it to the final of War of the Worlds 2, then was basically out in the first couple in the last two seasons. I feel like people are just like so intimidated by her and her abilities in this game, but God, do I fucking love Ashley. <laughs> back. God, know, what a duo. Had, <laughs> there was a while there. Oh, sorry, Logan, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. There was, I was just going to say, there was a while there where, like, she either went home first or let, let, by leaving on her own accord sometimes, or she won. Like, those were the only two <laughs> things that Ashley did for a long time when she came on the challenge. Yeah. Um, I think Ashley always understands that it's a TV show. She seems to have, like, a good time with it. She knows how to make TV. And like, to your point about um, final reckoning, I actually heard, well, I knew, I knew spoilers, but before that season aired, I heard what happened from Hunter directly, like face to face. He told me about it. And so he was trying to like, to tell people that. I know. Oh my God. But you could tell he was trying to tell people that like she was so horrible and she did this awful thing and blah, 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 blah. And what he obviously didn't tell me is that he acted like a total dick the entire season. So by the (laughs) end of it, I was like, yeah, girl, make your money. I don't care that this man looked me in my face and tried to make you the bad guy. You are not. (laughs) Wait, that is actually crazy. That is such cool content. (laughs) 
So speaking of, you know, the the famed Are You the One season three, uh, Hunter, of course, is on that. He is so, so different. He is like trying oh to be God. so like fake humble. And he's like, oh, I respect women so much. It's just like, OK, give it time, buddy. Give it time. We'll, we'll see your true colors. Come out. Uh, what I want to say earlier is it seems like there's this stigma attached to, to Ashley's name now that kind of regardless of partner situation and political house politics situation like there was no reason for her to really get targeted early on in double agents other than it was her and ct and both are champions yeah and it's kind of unfortunate that that's in in lieu of the old rule of like yeah we're just gonna try to get rookies out first that's like the easy and obvious thing to do that it's now no let's get ashley out asap she's gonna stab us in the back when she was Pretty fucking justified, in my opinion, on the reunion mm-hmm. last week for Double Agents of being like, besides the Hunter thing, show me any clip of me ever betraying anyone. Literally. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yes, Queen, dude, you're fucking right, man. Like, she has the stigma because it's like the biggest power move ever in challenge history, but it's still like kind of fucked up that no one will work with her, no one will help her. She's kind of like on an island every season since uh since Final Reckoning. Well, and the double standard, like people did not treat Bananas the same way after Sarah. It was kind of like a funny, like, oh, the curse, you know, the curse of Rivals 3, where Bananas went on to like lose eight seasons in a row, which was quite gratifying. But yeah, you, you didn't see people unwilling to work with him because he took the money from Sarah. And that was never like an impetus. And I mean, granted, he had like a bigger history, right? Like he had a deeper history on the show. And so, and that was only Ashley's like, what, like third or fourth season? Um, but still, like, there's definitely a huge double standard at play with, with how people treat Ashley as a competitor and, like, as an as an ally. And, I mean, you look at War of the Worlds, too, and, I mean, she was so loyal all the way through. And, I mean, that alone should be a resume for, like, okay, you know if Ashley's on your side, like, she's going to ride for you. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe that's, like, another reason people think that they need to target her, because if she isn't in sort of, like, the A political storyline, she's, like, flying super underneath the radar and that's kind of how she made it deep in in war of the worlds too but yeah it's just a bummer because i fucking love her man i just want to see her on tv more (laughs) when she walked out of the 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 hummer or whatever it was when she came back in double agents i was like yes this is what we need we need ashley back Uh, on the show literally i um my first ever like cast interaction of few was i sent ashley a drunk dm on twitter which oh my god contextualized I'm, I'm, a, I'm a full-fledged homo but it was literally just like hey girl i love you so much you probably saw it like six days later because she literally. never checks twitter dms <laughs> and she liked my message i mean it was such it was like literally the smallest response like oh my god babe that means so much to me heart and i mean like wow did i i went and told like nine people that day they were like <laughs> i don't give a fuck about this person you jumped on twitter and I was like, I will not stop talking about it. Unfortunately, you you all have to bear the brunt of that. But that's partially why she's so awesome because she like is willing to give her time all the time. Like right? she's always interacting with fans, and she does so many podcasts, and she has her own supplemental content. And like she has truly, truly embraced the community in in a way. I don't know if there's like kind of a more universal appeal, like appealing cast member. Like she definitely has haters, but. She's the, there seems to be a lot more people that love her than don't. And she interacts with, with them. Okay. So I have an idea. So I am just really loving that 
we've talked about three women in a row and clearly I am hanging out with people who understand that the women are the damn backbone of this show. So since we don't know what the hell is going on for season 37, (laughs) would you have any interest in just talking about the like returning vets on the, on the ladies side and having this be like just a heart eyes woman crush Wednesday. Women are the freaking best episode. I'm super down for that. Let's do it. Let's skip the dudes. This is all I've ever wanted to do since I started a challenge <laughs> podcast, or since I joined a challenge podcast, excuse me, is not have to talk about the dudes. <laughs> and there, there's like, I feel like two, two of the, the speculated newbies worth, worth discussing too, but I'm very down for that. Yeah. This is like, Hey ladies, let's do it. I'm so excited. <laughs> all right. Who is next? Scrolling past all the guys. Who's up? Nothing feels more gratifying than scrolling past CT's face. Bye. (laughs) I feel pretty good about scrolling past Josh and Fessy, too. (laughs) Literally. This Uh, is so, like, refreshing. Yes. (laughs) Uh, It looks like we are at two-time finalist Casey Clark. Two-time challenger slash two-time finalist. (laughs) Yeah. Right? She's only done two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Logan, have you, did, did 36 bring you around on Casey? Because I, think, I, I feel like I've been doing the Lord's work trying to get you to like her a little more. <laughs> you have, you have. Uh, I think by the end and especially with the exclamation point that she put on the end of her season, not the injury per se, but her like fighting through it and literally having to grovel and beg Fessy to continue on the final, which she was willing to do and really gut it out. That was really where I was like, okay, man, I have completely underestimated this girl as a competitor. And she has shown that she can like make for a compelling narrative and like put together something that, you know, she, she has gotten the, uh, the edit, the stigma, whatever you want to put it as being sort of a background character on the show. But I'm I'm into Casey now. I think I understand the appeal. She plays a far like quieter and more subtle political game. And I think yeah. that really showed, especially as she was kind of the one really pulling the strings and operating things with the Big Brother Alliance. One hundred percent. So I get yeah. it, man. I, I I get the Casey hype now. It took me two full seasons, but I'm there. <laughs> oh, it took me it took me one full season. I was with you on season one. I just you know when she started working with Leroy this year when they were partners on 36 mm-hmm. I really started to realize how similar they are like they uh, both play like kind of laid back like almost sidekick games like we saw like Leroy be sort of like bananas right hand man for all that all those seasons and yep, yep. um but they do I'll more than than you really see like uh, on I think in the game itself but I think you know, we all sort of just not maybe maybe not took for granted that Leroy is there, but I know how much we're all going to miss him now that he has retired. And I think Casey is sort of the same thing. I think she is driving a little bit more than we're giving her credit for on the show. And we would like maybe even miss her after a few more seasons if she were if she were gone. So I think her her gameplay is really, really similar to Leroy. She's just a woman, so we want to call her boring, but really, yeah. She's just making quieter moves. Right. And that's like a totally admirable and smart way to play the show. It's just yeah. not going to make you the star of the television program. It's going to consistently get you deep in the game, which mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, take your choice. Both are, are very valuable characteristics to have. 
Yeah. I mean, number sometimes number five on the call sheet makes the same dollar amount as number one on the call sheet. So right. I respect her game. I also have a really big crush on her. That's probably <laughs> why I feel this way about her. <laughs> Alex, are you a big brother watcher? I am not. I've tried to watch Big Brother. Uh, I have not. There are so many episodes that I feel like I get really thrown off by like the sheer volume of episodes that there are per season. Um, I get that. But... Scott Scott Yeager has, has famously referred to it as the summer internship show where you're like, <laughs> you are dedicating 15 hours a week to just watching Big Brother. Yeah, and you are certainly not getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> Yeah, I, I haven't really watched Big Brother, but I, I do like to follow along because it's like kind of in that ballpark of shows that I do like to watch. So like when the season's airing, sometimes I like look at what's happening. Um, and so especially I with it. On. Well, especially with it now being pretty much the most consistent feeder show to the challenge. Right. Seriously, they are they are the new real world for better or for worse. That is the direction <laughs> yeah. we're headed for sure. <laughs> Yeah, but I've also, I've always been a fan of Casey. I So I have a, an interesting journey with her as well, because like, especially because the show casts so few queer people, I was like, when she, going in, not knowing really much about her, I was just like so stoked. And I feel like I put her at a very unrealistically high bar that as y'all can both probably guess, she did not meet in Total Madness. I was like, oh, okay. She's, yeah. she's certainly there. She's doing it. She's doing the thing. Um, I did like the her and Nani storyline because, you know, tea, but that was, <laughs> but <laughs> double agents got me. Yeah, also super hot on Casey. Like, was pulling for her. The Big Brother Alliance would not exist. And again, like, I don't love Josh and Fessy, but, I mean, they were the shit stirrers. And if Casey wasn't there to guide them through that game, their asses would have been out so so much earlier. Well, maybe Josh, probably not Fessy. But, yeah, Casey is, you know, she's um, facilitating the drama, which is just as important, you know? She really has like the reins on those guys and can kind of like really does. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, I feel like if you talk to cast members that were there, they would probably like have more glowing reviews than your average challenge double agent yeah. watcher of how Casey played the game. I, I feel like it's what she does is like, you know, she schmoozes and she makes friends and then she kind of like subtly tries to like, push you and nudge you in the right direction for making a political move, which that's like, you know, an accumulation of like 20 conversations. That's not going to be like one conversation at the Kligloo of somebody coming up and being like, <laughs> okay, yo, I'm, I'm voting you in. Like, let's start some beef. Like we're, we're fucking drunk. We got tutus on. Like, where's yeah. this going to go? You want to step outside? Like, it's not going to be that ham fisted with her. And I get it now. I think I get it. All right. Well, next up, it looks like we've got our girl, Nani Gonzalez back again. Oh. Oh man, yeah, another I another heartbreaking finish. Nani. Literally, when I tell you I needed a full 24 hours to recover from the outcome of Double Agents, I wasn't, I'm not lying. I was like, when I saw Nani and Leroy paired together, I was like, this is fate. There's right? no chance there isn't divine intervention slash production like angels singing, there's light shining through on top of them. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Final kind of like flash before my eyes. I don't know if y'all thought about that too, but like, for the final itself, especially for a season that aired over like, you know, eight and a half years, like it felt like the final, <laughs> and all of a sudden CT and Amber B were like 50 miles ahead of them. And I was like, wait, I'm so confused. Y'all were wrestling for the first challenge like one second ago. And yeah, it was like, it was hard for me to follow. I've also seen some like, um, like supposed 
leaks behind the scenes about like Amber B and CT having a bigger head start than was than was mentioned, and like little things like that that were like kind of sounded a little gamified to, to like support CT. Because especially like as I've come to become more active on Twitter with like the pod stuff, I've noticed. I don't think I realized how deep CT's like following goes. Um, like I've I've been a fan of CT. If I've been not hot on him these past couple seasons, um, but yeah, moral of that is I love Nani. She was actually my first ever season I watched was Battle of the Seasons, and so it's like that was her rookie season. So I feel like we were rookies together. You know, we we really <laughs> grown in this journey together. And I've seen seasons like prior to that now, but that was like the first season I'd ever, I'd ever watched. And yeah, so brutal. Yeah, I felt I I forever have felt really deeply connected with the Real World Vegas two season because that was like the around the exact time I was twenty one. So I think like her and Leroy and I are like you know she's one year older and Leroy's one year younger, <laughs> something like that. So so I've really felt like oh my god, like if I ever was to do the show back in that day. This this would have, these would have been my peers, so I always right. felt like a really kindred spirits to to that cast. So have, I, I forever have loved Nani too. Uh, I kind of like that she's just kind of dove headfirst back into doing the challenge. She she took like yeah. whatever it was two two three Final. years off. Yeah, and and now she's kind of like, fuck it, I'm doing it. I'm just gonna keep going and and coming back as long as they keep calling me. So. People like that, that, you know, once they hit their, their thirties and whatever we will, we want to say about, uh, this, this new direction of casting on the show where it's like, well, you know, might not be able to do this as long as they keep calling me, whatever, I'm going to keep coming back. So I love Nani. Glad that, that she has, uh, dedicated these last couple of years to being on our TV screens again. Yeah. Oh, I haven't said anything about Nani. I forgot. <laughs> oh my gosh. I- <laughs> Um, I love Nani. I have always loved Nani. I just have this like deep fear that especially now that like, I know I'm comparing everyone to Leroy, it seems like, but now that Leroy (laughs) has retired and didn't win, I fear that their careers on the challenge will be parallel in that I don't think Nani is going to win either. I've talked about this a lot, just like, through the seasons when you sort of see Nani go in like a really weird direction where she's like upset about getting Kyle as a partner when Josh leaves. And like, that is so obviously an upgrade, but she doesn't see the like emotional connection, um, which you do need to win. But I just think Nani sort of like wants the wrong things in a partner and I don't know. I don't know. I just, I love Nani. I wish this wasn't true. I'm just not sure that she's going to, she's going to take home a championship. But she also has this, like, she like teeters between saying I would do anything for a challenge championship. Like I have to win to kind of like by the end of the final, it was like, yeah, I'm here for a good time. Not a long time. Like glad I, (laughs) glad I participated, glad I finished, but I'm not going to like kill myself over this win. It's like, well, which is it, girl? Like you yeah, had Leroy, like, you had kind of like the perfect partner for you. Right. What, what happened here? So I feel like I love- if she couldn't, like the what we saw happen on Total Madness, where she was like masterminding, keeping Jenna and Kayla in the game, and they just like weren't in it. Like that was so frustrating to watch. But I feel like if so she couldn't do it with like the alliances and the partners that she's had 
I just feel like every time new people are added to the challenge, someone like Nani, who is so deeply connected to sort of like the the old version of the challenge, I just feel like her yeah. chances go down each time someone new pops up. Yeah, honestly, her, her best shot at a win was this season or War of the Worlds, you know, pre them breaking up her and Turbo. I feel like that yeah. could have been a squad. Yes. For oh, that's sure. Totally. Oh, that was so annoying. And then she had that stupid chair elimination. Do y'all remember that against Georgia? Um, when she was I will never we dedicated that. like an entire episode to just that elimination. <laughs> the, the show, they were they were on thin fucking ice on that episode. I tell you what, I was like, all right, I'm looking up like Burning Man, you know, Murray production headquarters, <laughs> ordering a plane ticket. <laughs> I was like, y'all, y'all really. That brings us to the last uh, vet female which is the recently uh, controversial character of Tori Deal. I mean, she, I think, came onto the show like universally loved and has kind of lost a lot of that goodwill over the last couple of years. Alex, where do you stand on her? I've also noticed that as well. So I feel like she's also from, she's from Are You the One Three as well, right? Or is she the one before that? No, she is... Five, I believe. Five. She's there she's on the so season seasons. <laughs> where they brought back that guy Mike. Remember? So he was the one oh. who was like with Amanda, and then yeah. they got into like an altercation, and then he left. And then I think he was on five, and then I don't know if he left with Tori, but they dated, and then they brought that guy Mike back for Real World Bad Blood or whatever it was. Like they yes. loved this dude. They wanted him they so really bad did. to be a star. So that's yeah. that's the connection there with her. <laughs> Yeah, I so I think kind of similarly to Amanda, I watched Are You the One first, and I was like kind of lukewarm on her and Are You the One, and then I like absolutely loved her on the challenge. Like I loved her rookie season. I think that is not a hot take. Um, I loved her on Dirty Thirty. I think she got screwed by being paired with Derek Henry on Final Reckoning, which is hilarious. My one of my friends in San Francisco told me that she interviewed him for like a venture capital venture capital firm venture capital firm. I don't know if I'm saying that right. As like a as like a connection, like he knew like the boss or something like that. So she was like doing him a favor basically. And I was like, oh my god, how was interviewing him? And she was like, exactly what you'd expect from his <laughs> MTV presence. I was like, oh no. She's like, yeah, he didn't get the job. Um, and so I don't know. I feel like she's had like a tough journey on the challenge. She was in the Minority Alliance in War of the Worlds too, um, and got ended up against Jenna on Total Madness in what looked like a, an elimination that was kind of like right up Jenna's alley. So I've always been kind of a fan of Tori and I've kind of liked her, like kind of, she seems very kind. This season turned me off a little bit with like, apparently how she was treating the Wookiee girls, but I wasn't sure if that was like an edit or if that was like reality of this kind of idea. But I mean, granted too, if I was in the double agent's house and I needed to get a gold skull and I walked by Amber Martinez, I love her dearly. Love queer are you the one, but I would have been like, girl, give me that person. <laughs> I want her. So I don't know. I'm I'm not sure why she's controversial. So right now, not maybe knowing the full story, I'm still pretty, pretty in on Tori. There was this girl that I went to high school with that she dated three different guys between like sophomore and junior year. And they were all totally different guys. Like just fit into three really different stereotypical categories right of what you see in high school it was like that mean girl scene where they're like walking around (laughs) all the tables in the cafeteria she dated one of each table so Uh she would like literally change how she spoke 
She would change what she wore. She would change the music she listened to. Like this girl was code switching just for the man that she was dating. And I feel like there's a little bit of that in Tori deal. Like we have seen her now with Derek Henry, obviously with Jordan and then whatever the situation with Bessie was. And it's like, we have met three different personalities based on who her partner is. And I think that's what makes her so controversial is that like, she's decent at the challenge. She has won some really impressive eliminations. She has lost a few that we kind of thought she would win. Um, and that like sort of, you know, brings her, her rating down a little bit, but I feel like what it really comes down to is like Tori reminds every, you can see that girl you went to high school with who based her entire life on the guy she was with in Tori. Like we have all (laughs) met this woman in real life, but then you go to her social media and she's like preaching being an individual and being like not dependent on a man or anyone else. And so there's just like something that like is disconnected about Tori that like what she tells other people to do and what she does in practice is not the same. And I think that's what puts a bad taste in people's mouths about Tori. That's fair. Uh, I will say she lost me when she started tweeting and promoting the QAnon sub conspiracy of of hashtag save the children but that's a that's a different story for a different day i will say i think when you become a production favorite and you're not like you don't have like universal appraisal from the challenge fandom there's like always going to be a clash there because Like her and, and Anissa getting the podcast, I feel like was very indicative. I mean, as if, you know, Anissa not, Anissa being fucking cast 18 years in a row wasn't already. It's like production <laughs> adores her and thinks that she's awesome. So now that, even before the podcast, though, you could tell that, that production really wanted big things for Tori. So you combine that with like her, her bold presence on social media. And um, yeah, I mean, being a, a strong proud feminist and and girl like online and on reality TV, that's going to rub some people the wrong way. However you take that. But, uh, I just think I've, I've always liked her. I I just think that, yeah, she, she gets really cocky really easily. And it's like, yeah, really, she felt like she was running the house and double agents. And like, yeah, the way, the way she was talking about Amber M was like, okay, man, you don't have to be like this blatant (laughs) with your disrespect of this person. You think you're going to crush. Like, let's be a little more, above board and like i get that this isn't is doesn't have to be a friendly game but i don't know that that rubbed me wrong a little bit but i think the backlash and the hate towards her is like far far too much she's a net easily and obviously a net positive for the show yeah i agree i mean i think she's very likable i think i i know i always like flex who i've met in person but i've met her in person and she it was super nice and very friendly and we talked about like empowering women and we had this really great talk but when jordan said it was time to go it was time to go so i don't know like which version of tori i'm supposed to consume but women can be a lot of things so maybe it's just on me maybe i need to stop expecting her to fit in this one little box and let tori deal just be all the things that tori deal is i will say though logan she's not last on our list just because she's not at the in the you know vets sorry in the like america side of this cast 
Big T is a veteran of the challenge, oh. Logan. Oh, true, <laughs> yes. true, true, true. Yeah, the, the Vevmo format, I'm, I'm still getting used to here. Me yeah, too. so we got to talk about Big T. That's so true. So she's the, back the for star of her, double agents, dude. Her <laughs> third season, right? Um, is it third or fourth? My goodness. Her third. She was uh, third, uh, first yeah. boot on War of the Worlds two, then double agent, then Total Madness double agents, right? Yeah. So, I mean, she is obviously very well loved. I think Tori Deal would give her left arm to have people love her as much as they love Big T. <laughs> we all would. I would. I would do that. People love Big T. She is the like emotional connection to the show when you like you can't forget that you're watching a show with real people who have real emotions. Uh, when Big T is on your screen. She is like the true north of like the challenge, in my opinion. <laughs> she's the plucky, likable underdog. Like who isn't going to root for her? And she's adorable and awesome and empowering. So like she hits so yep. many amazing things on the checklist that it's it's no surprise that she is this awesome and, and this well-beloved. But like, I'm glad that production kind of took a major risk in calling her back after we saw her for probably like a grand total of like four and a half minutes of screen time Literally. On, on her original <laughs> season. Yeah, I was shocked she was returned. I mean, obviously she had like a pretty good performance against Georgia in that elimination, but I mean, yeah, she had done basically nothing. And so when I saw her on the cast list for Total Madness, I was like, yeah, okay, great. <laughs> and, then, and then I watched Total Madness and I was like, I would, I would kill everyone in my house just for if Big T asked me to. I wouldn't yeah. even need to do that. <laughs> yeah, she is. Ab- yeah, she, I'm kind of like I'm in the exact same boat as y'all. She has everything that I love about the challenge. She like embodies why I watch the show. Like she loves to compete. She loves to entertain. She loves to make make friends. Be there for the experience. Like I hate nothing more than watching cast members who don't look like they want to be there, um, because it's just like it's. A, I mean, much less entertaining, but B, like, it's such a highly sought after position. It's so nice to see a house filled with people who are really eager to compete, you know, and even if they're not like, I'm not gonna, you know, do backflips to be a champion, like, I will do whatever I can to make it as far as I can, and I will have fun as I go, and that to me is just like chef's kiss. Like, I love that about Big T. I mean, when she set up the VIP lounge after she won that challenge, <laughs> yeah, that I know. Nice. Is, this is why we're fucking here, right? Like, this is why we watch. We watch yeah. because we can to people like Big T. And, I mean, you feel so you you feel so emotional when she wins and you feel so emotional when she loses. And that's, yeah, that to me is, like, the, the heart of the show is is Tula, Big T, Fazakarli <laughs> from Shipwrecked. I mean, she, she still, she kind of embodies what the, like, previous castings for, for the show yes. used to be. You know, she is, like, the most, quote-unquote, normal looking person she's undersized she's kind of tiny so yeah she she's kind of like a harkens back and is a throwback to previous casting and she's like a she's she reminds me of kina yes oh that's a great call where kina was just like never really that great at one specific thing she was like decent at a handful of things but you just like sort of wanted to root for her because she was like sweet and definitely the underdog and really wanted it and wanted to fight for it and I, I feel like that's sort of the like the old school comparison. 
And Keena was like the star of her seasons too. Yes. Yeah, I would love another like team final where they don't cut people during the final because I like, yeah, I mean, maybe it's not realistic to have, you know, 11 people win like they did in the olden days. But I feel like the more they kind of play up this like individual duo, um, I mean, which I think is also equally important. I would love to see like, you know, for example, like a Team America. Um, I mean, that was also like just another prime opportunity to have like a Leroy, a Cam, um, a Cam win, like that kind of thing. And I feel like that's that's probably the most realistic scenario I see Big T winning. Although I, I vehemently um, root for otherwise. And I do think she has like the heart to finish a final, which I think is obviously like a huge element of it but yeah that would be that would be amazing yeah i'm ready for her to prove ct wrong that that uh that she that she can kick ass in a final i'm ready to see it i want to see her go deep right in the season okay well well, i think she's already proved ct wrong let's be yeah yeah i think she's done a lot of things that have made ct eat his words but i would love to see her make it to a final and do well. And just like, I think big T would be really happy to finish a final. I think that would be like almost as good as winning for her to, to accomplish that and, and prove some people wrong. Yeah. Okay. So those are all the, the vets quote unquote confirmed to be cast. There are a few more ones. uh, I think that are worth discussing and and definitely warrant uh, acknowledgement Alex, how familiar are you with the Survivor cast members that that they uh, have allegedly brought onto the show this season? Yeah, I'm fairly familiar with Survivor. I actually started watching Survivor well before I started watching the challenge. Um, I think the challenge has like since overtaken Survivor as my favorite, um, but I definitely still like watch somewhat religiously. So yeah, I think I think I'm pretty familiar with all the Survivor, at least American. Let me clarify, American Survivor. For sure, yeah, yeah, me cast. too. Yeah. Same boat. So there has been a clamoring online for however long the original uh, Millennials vs. Gen X season was, 2016, that's the season with Jay, that people are like, when the fuck are we getting (laughs) Michaela Bradshaw on the show? Like, this needs to happen ASAP. And guys, it's here. It's (laughs) happening. Like, you guys demanded it. She's here. Michaela is maybe the best at giving confessionals of anyone that's ever been on Survivor. And I would put her in the same category as Devon. Like she cuts the best one-liners and is arguably the funniest and most clever talker in the history of Survivor. Like she is, her confessionals are going to be so good on the challenge. Yeah. I mean, she's one of those players too on Survivor where like people just from meeting her considered her a threat. Like, I feel like that's, like, such a compliment on the show, right? Like, if you haven't necessarily made any big game moves yet, which I feel like Michaela ultimately obviously did, especially coming back on Game Changers. But, yeah, like, I feel like right away, like, they, she opened her mouth and everyone was like, oh, my God, she is, she's going to win this show if you let her go too far. Like, that is dangerous. We need to make sure she does not make it deep in the game. That's why Jay betrayed her. <laughs> Allie, basically, yeah. Jay and Michaela were in an alliance, and before they even got to... The merge, he was like, I know once we get to the merge, Michaela is going to figure something out and just run the show and win it. So I have to cut her. I have to vote her out in my wow. alliance before, wow. <laughs> while we're still at like 15 people in the game. And it, there's like an infamous gif where – I've seen yeah, it. I, I know yeah, what you're yeah, talking about where she like – 
Yeah. She like, turns to him and is like, really, Jay? Really? <laughs> you really just fucking did that? Uh, or I think she says, like, like, I've seen the video. Doesn't she say, like, was this you? And he's like, yeah, it was me. Like, <laughs> yep. He's so ashamed. He's so t- tail tucked between his legs. That's that's the most ashamed you'll ever see, Jay. <laughs> and didn't he sort of admit to us that he had a fling with this other survivor woman yes, on, yes, that we're Michelle. getting? Michelle? He did. He did. That okay, so why is did you Jay know not on this? No. Yeah, yeah so he wait, basically, no, like, wink, wink, nudge, nudged that he and Michelle Fitzgerald had, like, a have had a thing. Oh my gosh. Y'all so can't see Michelle, right now, but my jaw's literally open. <laughs> Michelle apparently exclusively dates Survivor castmates. So right? she has dated Wendell, Jay allegedly, and uh, Dean from a couple seasons ago. I don't know if that was ever so super official, attractive. but they were, yeah. He's, Is he's that the one you guys made me Google while we were recording? <laughs> What's that guy's name? Know. The Jay was like, Allie, look this dude up. And I like died. I don't think so. I don't remember that. Though. Okay, never mind. But Michelle is one of my all-time favorites. I will like go to my grave saying that she deserved to be second place, if not first place, on Winners at War. I think Me Tony too. played the perfect game, but the fact that Natalie got more votes than Michelle just like doesn't sit right with me. Michelle is amazing. She is the puzzle queen of Survivor. Uh, I think the the uh, general sentiment is that she's like gonna be bad at challenges but good at the politics of the challenge. I'm just kind of like, let's wait and see. Like, let's not, yeah. let's not judge her on the, the carnival survivor games. Like let's, let's see her actually get out there before we pass. <laughs> but I stand Michelle. I fucking love Michelle Fitzgerald. Yeah, me too. And wow, really talk about a missed opportunity, not having Jay and Wendell cast because that like love triangle drama could have been really juicy <laughs> because Wendell's also just like very interesting to watch. I feel like. And so, and you know Michelle would have played these guys so hard. And you know she would have made it way further. <laughs> because I really, I feel like Michelle's going to do well in the challenge. I think that she has a brilliant social and political game. I think that she is competent physically. And, like, it was able, and yeah, exactly. I feel like survivors, yeah, like, balance a ball on your head for as long as you can. Challenges might be hard to compare to, like, the challenge where they're like, we're going to run you over with the bus and see see how you do. Um, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> that she is going to definitely excel. And I, I'm in the same boat. I've always stand Michelle. I was really heartbroken to hear when she was on Winners at War, like how much hate she got for winning her season. Like I didn't even realize that, that there was such, like that that was so controversial. Like I definitely remember thinking like, oh, Michelle won. Like that was definitely not what I thought was going to happen. But that was like all I thought of it. Like I was very like, oh, I mean, but yeah, it makes sense now that I think about it more. So it was really sad to hear that she had such a like fierce backlash to her win that in my eyes is well-deserved. So very excited to see her arc on the, on the challenge. She was made for this show. The more right? Michelle on our, on our TVs, the better. Yeah, I completely agree. I don't know why they list uh, Lauren Coogan under the international players. She, I don't think she's British, is she? She was on Love Island, like the American CBS season two. Yeah, so she is listed as Love Island U.S. Too. But then when you go down to where they've separated the list of American players, there's a guy who was on Love Island season two. Yeah. So right, that's Jeremiah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is she like from Canada, maybe? And they're like, yep, international, check. Uh, I would more just, just put that in uh, just a clerical error. Just, I don't think, I think they just kind of threw this together. But I will say Lauren was a, a beacon of drama on 
on her Love Island segment. On her brief stint on Love Island. <laughs> she was on for like, right? Not very long. I think she was on for like three episodes. <laughs> I think they air an episode that, every day. If that. if that tells you anything. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I think that that's my uh, that's all the opinions that I've got on on these uh, cast members. <laughs> yeah, that kind of rounds out where I'm at too. Allie, what about you? I mean. I, I'm trying to grow with the show. I'm trying not to be this like old curmudgeon that only wants to watch the people I've watched for the last 15 years right. because <laughs> I know that's not sustainable. And if like if the option is to have a bunch of new people that I have to like get to know and learn more about versus the challenge not being on TV anymore, I'll 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 make it work with these new kids. Like I can. I can get over it. So it's always interesting to throw them into the mix, especially when they're all so freaking good looking. Like <laughs> um, it'll definitely be interesting. I really, I'm real curious to see where single Amanda goes with this. I hope uh, she finds herself a fine ass dude. So yeah, I'm excited. I, I love that this went in the direction of talking about the women. I think that's been just such a theme. Like, with me and Logan, especially every time we're on, we're like, I feel like just like seeing the praises of the women of the show and on all stars too, like the women are making it happen. And they're making I, it happen. <laughs> yeah. Like, thank you. Thank you for this, for the opportunity to just like focus on these ladies. It's been really, really cool. Yeah. No, thank y'all. I'm like, honestly, beyond honored that you are recording this with me. I am very stoked that we got to do this together. And yeah, I'm also super happy the direction this went. This was amazing i feel like the women just run this show and it was time that yes. we had some time carved out to appropriately reflect that yeah we we appreciate the the invite and the opportunity to like ali said like celebrate these these women that like do a lot of the heavy lifting for the show so this is fun i'm excited for 37 hopefully it gets back to to filming and and production being active soon and uh i don't know if we had to put a speculated air date i guess we'd probably say Early fall. I doubt we're gonna get any challenge this summer, especially with yeah. the the back to back overlap of of 36 and All Stars. But I think it's it's a good thing to. Don't get me wrong. All Stars has been fun and amazing, and and they've captured a, a tone and idea that people have been longing for for a long time. But like, it'll be nice to have 10 weeks off of just like let's sure. let's reset. <laughs> let's reset. Yeah, challenge fatigue is real for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when, you know, you have like a final reckoning length season. Like Double Agents yeah. has, has been a marathon for sure. I remember there was a stretch where there was like Dirty 30, Champs versus Stars, Vendettas, Champs versus Stars 2. But, and I was like, oh my God. Okay, y'all, I love you all. I love the challenge, my favorite show, but we, we need to all calibrate here on what is an appropriate amount of challenge to air in one year. <laughs> right, agreed. That That's a good comparison. It's definitely similar to... Uh, I guess I must have been like four four plus years ago now. Uh, but yeah, with with that said, Alex, thank you so much for having us on. This was super fun. And um, yeah, we look forward to to hearing more something challenge related pods in the future, man. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having thanks for having or I must thanks for having me, but it's thanks. <laughs> thank you for having us. <laughs> thank you for being had. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> Take care of yourself. Hopefully we'll see you in the future. All right.